This podcast may contain adult themes and language and may not be suitable for those under 18. Please note that we are not professionals, just individuals who have lived with addiction in many forms and have found support and relief through various means of therapy and recovery. We do not speak for and are not allied with any recovery or self-help program. All of the things discussed on this podcast are our own opinions from our own experiences. Welcome to the dictionary episode. <laughs> dictionary uh, discussion episode. So this episode, uh, we're just going to provide some context for a lot of like the terms and stuff we use, um, and also just sort of provide a generalized idea of you know what recovery even is, or what it means, or what it looks like, um, and where you can find it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different types of recovery, quote unquote, I'm using finger quotes. You just can't see that. Um, so a lot of people like hear recovery and they immediately think that like, oh, you're like an alcoholic or an addict or blah, 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 whatever. They're like buzzwords, you know? Um, and that's true for some people, but not for all. Right. Some of us like me have problems they've developed throughout their lives by, Lots of exposure. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, I guess basically addiction has affected me in many ways. Yeah. I just don't struggle with it myself. Right. And so, so that's where I there's find recovery. This, there's this thing that you'll hear where people will be like, um, it's a family illness. And so if you grow up in somebody you love, maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a best friend. Um, and if they struggle with addiction, it can uh, put you in some really toxic uh, situations. And, and so you'll develop your own uh, coping issues as well. Um, like bad coping issues, not good coping. Oh, yeah. They're really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the crazy idea that you think you can like save people. Oh yeah, you mean wait? I can't save people. Emma? No, I'm sorry. You oh, don't have that power. Shit. Yeah, that's basically your entire purpose in life, and I've just completely shat on it. <laughs> I say that with so much love because I also do the same thing. Hashtag save your complex. Ooh. Um. But yeah, and so Haley. Uh, is not an addict herself. Um, whereas like I am somebody who has struggled with, uh, various forms of substance use and have found, um, a lot of relief and help through 12 step programs. Um, and while we are never going to identify like which programs we are a part of, uh, we thought it would be fun to just list off a couple of different kind of, um, a couple of different kind of uh, programs that exist out there. A whole bunch of them. whole bunch of them. Uh, you want to start us off? All right. Alcoholics Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous. Cocaine Anonymous. Crystal Meth Anonymous. Heroin Anonymous. Alanon and Alateen. Adult Children Alcoholics. <laughs> Workaholics Anonymous. <laughs> Gambler Anonymous. Codependence Anonymous. Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous. Eating Disorders Anonymous. And Debtors Anonymous. And there's like even more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically we've all got stuff. We've all got shit. We've all got baggage. Um, and some of us it's worse than others, like whether it's codependency or like sex and love addiction or, you know, straight up crystal meth addiction. (laughs) Um, it can be any of these, or maybe it's 
you know, an adult children of alcoholics thing where your parents were alcoholics and, and fucked you up, or maybe it's an Al-Anon thing and your husband or your boyfriend or your long-term partner messed you up. Um, Hi. <laughs> Um, and these are all things that, um, there, there is 12 step recovery for, because it's really about, you know, figuring out, um, new coping skills and new ways of living. (laughs) That's Ellie's first cameo on the podcast. Hi, Bubba. Um, okay. So, um... And yeah, and there are um, non-12-step recovery groups as well. Like the one that comes to mind for me is Refuge Recovery, which is just like a Buddhist-based mindfulness thing. And like, I know people who are in 12-step programs, but they also go to some Refuge Recovery meetings because it's like really meditation-based and that like works for a lot of people. For me, at least, like one of the big things about 12-step that like really kept me away was um, like the idea that I thought everybody would be Jesus freaks. Um, oh, see, I hear that from a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people think that everyone's like a Jesus freak, right? And there are definitely areas of the country um, where they'll, like, close a step <laughs> meeting with the Lord's Prayer and, like, the sign of the cross, and that makes me really uncomfortable. But, yeah. you know, not my meeting, not my horse, not my cart. There you go. Um not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't need to worry about it. Um, but I remember when I was thinking about coming into the rooms, um, I was talking to a friend about it and he said, oh yeah, you know, but they talk a lot about Jesus in there. And that was enough to keep me away from the rooms, like for another year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it kept me, like I stayed away just out of fear for the God thing. Um, and I was really afraid that they were going to make me, like, go to church <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and actually, the 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 12-step program, like, the rooms is what gave me, like, a really safe place to sort of explore the more, like, witchy and natural um, and very spiritual things that, like, I now really identify and that I use every day in my life. Uh Yeah. Yeah, so I also had some misconceptions about 12-step programs. Um, For me, I thought it was very clinical. Mm. Less religious, like more clinical. I knew there was like this religious aspect that I also had in my head about it. But I figured, you know, this is based on what I've seen in media, which is a whole different topic. But I thought um, going to a meeting was going into a room and sitting you know, everybody looks at the same direction and you go up on a podium and say, hi, I'm blank and I'm a blank. And you're forced to talk about your issues and everybody just stares at you. And when I first introduced to me, that's what I thought I would have you to do. You just said what it was. All right. All right. We're, we're, so Maybe was, Colin can bleep it. That'll be funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big old blabbermouth. Moving on. All right. So 12 step recovery. So one of my misconceptions is that it was a lot more clinical. I also had this like sheen of religious affiliation over it too. But I thought, you know, you would walk into a room and there were a bunch of desks facing a podium and you would take turns going up on the podium. Oh my God, like a school presentation. Like a school presentation. (gasps) And everybody would be staring at you and you have to talk about your issues. Like, hi, I'm blank and I'm blank. And everybody just sits there and kind of judges you for it. And that's what kept me from... My 12-step program for a while is that I thought I would be forced to, like, sit and confront my trauma in front of a bunch of people, and I wouldn't have any choice but to speak. And I personally 
hate speaking in front of people, in front of crowds like that. Do you hate it? Well, not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. But, uh, yeah, that was one of my major misconceptions that kept me away for a while. Yeah, and it's really not like that. Like, nobody's going to make you talk. Oh, no. You can just sit and listen. You can just go. Yeah, you can literally just sit in the back and listen and just, like, soak it in and see if anything resonates. Um, See, and and then there's me, and I talked at my first meeting ever. I, like, thought I was going to (laughs) die, and I just word vomited on all of these sweet, sweet women. Um, And they were so wonderful, and it was great. <laughs> I, was, I was quiet for my first two, and then it uh, spilled out of me all over the floor. Like and a, you know what? That's okay. Like a white, hot magma. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma. That was me. Um, was and that's repulsive. fine. Um, you just vomited in people's ears. I really did. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Okay, um, so now we're going to get to the dictionary part. Uh, Some general terms that you'll probably hear us uh, talk about or whatever. Um, So crosstalk. Um, That's when... So the thing about meetings is, like, you don't comment on other people's uh, shares or, like, whatever they say. Right. You just sit and listen, and that's, like, part of the healing is that we all just get to go to this really safe place where nobody's going to, like, snicker or make a laugh or um like be combative or anything like you can just go and it's a safe place and that's that's all good that's the good stuff so another term you'll hear us saying is sponsor and frankly it's something i don't know a lot about yet but i would assume it's like kind of your guide through recovery yeah yeah working the steps with each other i have a sponsor and i am a sponsor Mm -hmm. um and that's basically what it is like a sponsor is somebody who has what you want like spiritually um and uh, like it's basically they tell you to pick somebody who like has what you want you know and then they can teach you how they got there. And, like, that's the point. Sponsors are not professionals. Like, we're just the blind leading the blind, you know? It's just like, hey, there's this person who's been doing this a little bit longer, and maybe they've gone through a couple more things, and they can help you get through your things. And, like, yeah, that's that's what a sponsor is. Um, So another thing, uh, whenever we say the rooms, uh, that just means we're talking about a meeting. So it's like, oh, when I came to the rooms, like, oh, yeah, when I was in the room, that just means, yeah, that we were at a meeting. And a higher power. So that's basically HP. HP. That's um, that's like sort of the, the, the like neutral term that a lot of recovery people use for like God, again, with the air quotes, you know, like like some spiritual inspiration. Yeah. And so a lot of people like people will say God or goddess or gods or great spirit or um, a a million different things. Like you're literally encouraged to call it whatever you want and whatever identifies with you. So, you know, higher power, HP. That's that. My favorite thing about that is that you don't have to know what your higher power is. I literally the way I describe my higher power is I know it when I feel it. Yeah. And that's all I got. (laughs) Makes it a lot less intimidating for me. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. (laughs) All right. Qualifier. Yeah, girl. So a qualifier, um, basically, the way I see it is a qualifier is somebody who has affected you in a way that causes you to have these toxic behavior traits. And that qualifier may put you in the rooms. They may influence your decision to go in the rooms. 
A lot of times they're alcoholics or addicts. Yeah. But not necessarily. It's not always. Sometimes they can just, also be a... They can also just be a person who grew up with alcoholics and addicts. It's very... Yeah. Basically, it's a family disease. Basically, if you feel like you need to be in a room, you probably need to be in a room. Yeah. <laughs> just take that leap. Um, so closed versus open meetings. So a closed meeting means... That only if you identify, like, as whatever the meeting. So if it's debtors, if you identify as a debtor. You know, if you're a codependent, you have to identify as a codependent. If it's a cocaine anonymous meeting, you have to identify as an addict. Um, whereas an open meeting, anyone can go. So, like, say you're really nervous. Say you're really scared to go to your first meeting. If you find an open meeting, then, like, a friend can go with you. But if it's a closed meeting, then it, it's only for people that are, like, trying to deal with that specific um, addiction issue, whatever. So driver sober, this is another one that I'm going to take. Um, so we'll talk about like dry, so like a dry drunk or like versus like a sober alcoholic, right? So a dry drunk is somebody who just like quit and is not drinking, but mm -hmm. hasn't really looked at any of the reasons why they drank. Um, whereas like a sober alcoholic is somebody who is working or has worked the 12 steps and is like working a program and, you know, sort of like actively working on the stuff that they drink about, not just like taking away the booze. Yeah. Same thing with drugs too. I mean, it's the same shit. It's just dry drunk. I feel like is a more common term. Mm -hmm. uh, early recovery. So is this just how it feels? What it's like? Yeah, this is early recovery for you. Okay, early recovery um, for me is going to meetings. I keep coming back, um, basically just paying attention and relating and really getting an idea of where I want to go. Yeah, and listening what to the similarities, not the differences. Yeah. Totally. And figuring out what I want to do to get where I want to be, what I need to do that I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, finding a sponsor and really, really paying attention to my behaviors and having a lot of mercy and patience with myself. Self-compassion. Yes. I'm going to so say that important. word every episode. Self-compassion is so important. Yeah. Keeps me out of that deep, dark well. And um, early recovery, they'll say, is like the first year. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Oh, shit. All that stuff is... <laughs> Up for debate. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, take what you want, leave the rest. That's pretty much the motto. Mm -hmm. um, enabling. Mm -hmm. uh, enabling is something we'll talk about a lot. Basically, that's when you think you're helping somebody, but you're actually making it easier for them to stay sick. Yeah. I did a lot of that. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with this last one. All right. Sharing in a meeting. So sharing, it's completely voluntary. You mm -hmm. absolutely don't have to do it. Um, it can be either timed or not timed, depending on the meeting. And you basically share your experiences with hope, struggle, such and such. You're looking at me like you want me to help you, but. Oh, no, I, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> saying like the right, this is sharing in a meeting, right? Don't yeah. say the right, don't say the, again, finger quotes, right yeah. thing. Say, say your truth. Oh, it can be anxiety-inducing at first, but totally. really, you just word vomit that shit out, and nobody's going to judge you for it. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's going to sit up and say, hey, you're fucking stupid. It's fine. Yeah. We're all struggling, and it's just like, it's there for you to get it out. Yeah. So it doesn't poison you anymore. Um, 
Yeah, and like different meetings will have different formats. Like some will be a speaker meeting, which means you just sit there and it's kind of like a lecture, um, but not as boring. Um, <laughs> and there'll be meetings that are round robin, which means it just starts somewhere in the circle and it goes around and like it may come to you. And if you don't want to share, you can just like introduce yourself and say you're just listening. Um, and some meetings, it'll be like popcorn, like people will pick each other. And it's like there's a million different types, oh, wow. but. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of different, like, setups, basically. But, yeah. That's meetings. Meetings. Speaking of meetings, we got to go to one. Yeah. Recovery isn't for people who need it. It's not even for people who want it. It's for people that do it. If you are interested in recovery, please seek it out at a local level in your area. We promise it will be there waiting for you. It works works if if you work work it. it. Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs)